I guess this is a good transition into Ooh. sports. Some yeah, uh, some sports, some sports talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Farzan's a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to make that clear, it's very yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> So I got really excited for a second yesterday. Yeah. Um, Ontario announced mm-hmm. uh, the start of phase two of oh, their yeah, recovery plan. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, their, their road to recovery from mm-hmm. the coronavirus, which meant that most importantly, hairdressers and salons <laughs> would be opening up, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I need a haircut big time. <laughs> I know. Me too. That's what I'm saying. Like, but unfortunately, not in the GTA yet. Yeah, I saw that. So That's... we're going to have to wait. Yeah, that's unfortunate. A while, I think. I know. Uh-oh. I mean, I mean, I think you know. I I follow this one uh, hairdresser that I go to on Instagram, and he's thinking right. like end of July. So like, I don't yeah. know if I can really wait that long. <laughs> but but anyways, I don't know if you can tell, but I gave myself a little bit of a cut. Oh, you did a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's I, nice. I cut the top a little bit. I see. It's a little bit uneven. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just getting out of hand, so I had yeah. to do a little something about that. <laughs> But I, I think, I think like a lot of people are gonna start resorting to like mm-hmm. their own family members cutting their hair, oh, yeah. or just cutting by themselves. Yeah, I I think I think I might have to go that route pretty soon because this is, I'm not gonna pull it down, but like it can it goes pretty far <laughs> down now. It's a, it's it's a bit much. I think I might have to resort to that pretty soon. It's, hey, it's not that bad. Yeah, it, I think we'll hang in there. Yeah uh anyways welcome back to unlimited episode number two uh got a guest uh mr farzan dubosh is uh joining me today yeah thanks for joining me it's a pleasure having you on how are you doing today uh first thanks for having me um pretty good it's it's quarantine so not much going on you know just uh trying to keep busy with school and stuff like that and trying not to get too bored yeah I mean, I think that's kind of what we're all doing. We're mm-hmm. just looking for stuff to keep busy. and Yeah, for sure. Yeah, how, how's, uh, how's school been going? Because I know you're taking a bunch of courses. Yeah, I'm taking a full term. Honestly, it's just, it, the only thing is just it's a bit of an adjustment to taking every course online because you don't get that human interaction. You don't get to talk to your professor. You don't get to meet your professors to get a sense of how they think, how they mark and stuff like that. That's been the only real adjustment. But some of the profs have dealt with that by doing... Um, they do their office hours on calls and stuff. They can introduce themselves to you. You get to kind of build up a little bit of rapport with them. So that hasn't been too bad. And then the only other thing is just like self-regulating yourself when you don't have like yeah. a set schedule of getting up, doing everything online. It's been a little bit of an adjustment, but I'm hanging in there, I think. How's the, uh, how's the sleep schedule been? Oh, uh, <laughs> lots of late nights. Schedule. Yeah, lots of late nights, lots of uh, binge watching, um, whatever I can find. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no real schedule in place. I have one morning class at eight o'clock on Wednesday, or sorry, nine o'clock on Wednesdays. But other than that, it's just whenever, whenever I fall asleep and whenever I wake up, basically. Yeah, I think I think like just having the motivation, that self regulation oh, yeah. that you would have during a normal school year, it's hard to keep that same motivation when yeah, the exactly. class are all online, right? I think mm-hmm. that's that's gonna bite me come September. Oh, yeah. I think I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it, but hopefully. Hopefully I'll be okay. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Has Ryerson announced what they're doing yet? They're not sure yet. They've said like, you know, we want to try and have in-person classes as much as possible, but 
most of most of the classes will be online right but in terms of like my program in specific i'm pretty sure they're going to try to have like our lab classes that we would have like in studio at the right. madame athletic center they're going to try and do them online so oh, interesting uh, yeah i don't really know how they're going to do it yet it's definitely going to be a very unique situation it's yeah. like it's, it's never been done before right yeah so, I don't know how they're going to manage to do it, but you know, it should be interesting. And hopefully we get that same experience that we would, we would get. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be the exact same, but like hopefully uh, as similar as possible, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the other thing with, with September is that they've had like four or five months to plan at this point. So hopefully it'll be a little bit more like what we're used to even when it's online. Yeah. Like they've had more time to prepare everything to kind of simulate, I guess. In yeah. I would experiences. hope so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They they definitely have a lot of time to think about what they're mm -hmm. gonna do. Yeah. Um so I guess I guess we'll move on to, you know, our first first topic mm -hmm. of discussion. Um first of all, we're not a politically based podcast. <laughs> uh trying to stick, you know, with sports or lifestyle mm -hmm. um as much as possible. Um, but you know, this is a topic that's bigger than politics. You know, this is you know, humanity, this is the world that we're living in right now. Um, so I guess, you know, when we're discussing this topic, I want to look at as many positives as possible um, from this, you know, unfortunate event, horrendous time that we're going through right now. Um, looking at some positives of the George Floyd um, death and the protests going on in America right now. Um, we have successfully increased the murder charge of Derek Chauvin from third degree to second degree. Mm -hmm. uh, we have had the three other officers charged. Um, the Breonna Taylor case is being reopened and looked at. Uh, we have reinvested over $100 million into communities of color in LA as well. And that happened all in one week. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. I, I know. It, it seems like we are moving in the right direction in some way. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on, you know, everything that's been going on recently? Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you've been doing a great job of posting stuff on your stories on Instagram yeah. and seeing all that, uh, just spreading awareness. So shout out um, to you for doing that. And yeah, just what are your thoughts? First thing I guess is like, like, although all this positive stuff has been done, like there's still such a long way to go like even at the protests and stuff there's been a lot more um there's been a lot of racism there's been a lot of police violence there like i don't know if you saw the guy in buffalo the um the old man who got um who went up to a police officer he got pushed back he landed on the back of his head and started bleeding and then yeah. the officer just kept walking by mm -hmm. like all of that still it's still a very big problem that needs addressing and it's a very in my opinion at least it's a very systemic problem it's not just it's not just, uh, I don't know how to say it's probably, but it's not just like the police, it's just the society as a whole, how the amount of power we give to the police, the amount of the lack of oversight, essentially. Yeah. Like in the George Floyd case specifically, those police officers wouldn't, would not have been charged. It doesn't seem like without like the amount of protesting and the amount of coverage that it got. So I think mm -hmm. while the, I agree with you when you said it's a step in the right direction, but I think there's a lot, there's a lot more work essentially that needs to happen before this is, eradicated essentially yeah definitely um yeah you touched on you know that event that happened in in buffalo mm -hmm. um yeah i guess you know there has been a, a ton of problems um surrounding the protests right 
um, so far that we've seen. Um, you know, Trump obviously said that he would implement U.S. military mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then, yeah, like officers at the protests, you know, shooting tear gas, um, you know, rubber bullets, pushing exactly those rubber bullets, um, <laughs> pushing, pushing people back. Mm-hmm. And, and these people are just trying to protest peacefully. Right. Um, so, you know, there, there are good cops, but at the same time, there are, there are still those bad cops mm-hmm. who, you know, not they're, they're possibly similar to Derek Chauvin, you know, there's still those cops out there. So I do question the safety. Um, it, um, I did say it's a step in the right direction, but right. yeah, you still have a long way to go with it. Um, I guess just going back to the whole like safety at the protests, do you, are you worried about, you know, the safety for those people who are trying to, to protest? Do you think it, it's kind of dangerous going out there nowadays? Well, obviously I know this isn't really what you're touching on, but I'll touch on this for the whole COVID angle, right? Yeah, the and, COVID and also just, you know, being out there with those police officers mm-hmm. who are firing. As, yeah. Well, I would say, yeah, for sure. I think it's a very, it is pretty dangerous. Like we've seen a lot of, or at least I have on Twitter, there's a lot of videos around of police officers just like escalating the situation essentially. And um, even journalists are getting tear gassed or hit with rubber bullets when that's, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Not not saying that the regular protest should that shouldn't happen to anyone who's peacefully protesting. And I think that's in a way it's it shed an even an even bigger light on the problem. Because if you think about the people are protesting police brutality and getting met with even more police brutality. So I think in that sense, yeah, it is dangerous, but I honestly I really admire the people who can go out and do that knowing knowing like the danger that they're in because they know that it's a good cause and that they have they have support yeah yeah i I agree with that it's it's more than you know they're risking so much everything Um, yeah they're risking a lot to to go out on the streets Mm -hmm. and and protest and stand up for what they believe in and i respect them so much for doing all that stuff and they should keep doing that and i Mm -hmm. encourage people to go out and protest but stay safe um and yeah, that, that other angle is the coronavirus. It's still out there. Mm-hmm. And people do need to stay safe. Um, being in large crowds like that, uh, wearing masks, wearing mm-hmm. gloves. But Farzan, it, it seems like people don't really care too much about the virus anymore. It feels like it's just, it's just gone away. You know, everything seems to be opening up. People are, are going out with no masks, no gloves, um, getting together with their friends. It seems, it seems like... <laughs> You know, this thing is far from over. It's mm-hmm. getting worse, actually, it yeah. seems by the numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? It, it's kind of weird how, how it just seems to have really died down the awareness about how bad this virus is. I will say, in regards to the protests, I have seen most of the videos I've seen. People have been wearing masks. People have been wearing gloves, although they are still in close quarters. So I guess there's that risk. Mm-hmm. But in terms of in general, I think... Yeah, like you said, like it's getting worse. And I think, I think part of it is the news cycle. It's kind of transitioned from COVID to, to these protests a little bit and not enough attention is being paid to that one. In reality, it's still a very big, it's still an issue. Like some places, some places are getting better. I know BC had a day, I think it was Saturday or Sunday where they only had one case. Okay. But, like here, but like here in Ontario, it's still... I don't know if it's going up still, but it's like it's peaked at about 300 cases. That's still, 
it's still there. I don't think it's safe to be opening up everything that they're opening up, but I understand the need to kind of get some businesses going in before people keep losing money, essentially. Yeah, keep losing money, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I think I touched on it a bit last week, like it's only a matter of time before people want to go out and socialize. Oh, yeah, especially when the weather gets better. Yeah, exactly, right? And yeah, I think that's what we have to do Mm -hmm. at some point. So um, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting angle on it. I'm surprised that people have kind of just stopped talking as much about it. Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of this uh, coverage about the protests have obviously, you know, encouraged that. Um, I guess, it, it, do you want do you want to add anything else about about the protest? Um, what's going on? I guess just support the people protesting. I guess if you can, if you can donate, if you can't sign petitions and stuff like that, because this this isn't something that's going to end when these protests stop. This is an ongoing thing that's mm-hmm. been ongoing for well, well hundreds of throughout years history, now, right? Yeah, yeah yep. throughout history, exactly. So I guess don't lose sight of this issue once it kind of fades from the news cycle this is still important and this will still be important yeah. probably throughout our lives i guess that's yeah. i i agree 100 percent with that you know it's we have to keep talking about this mm-hmm. once you know once those protests do die down um and there will be a time there will be mm-hmm. a time when there will be no more protests but um the messages that the protests and everything that we've seen the awareness that have been instilled in us throughout the past couple of weeks has to stay with us mm-hmm. for a long time. So there has to be change. I think, Agreed. I think now, you know, is, is the closest we've ever gotten to making people realize that racial injustice is still a massive thing. Uh, we're moving in a good direction and it needs to continue. We need to make sure it continues plain and simple. If we really want change, we need everybody on board. We need to continue peacefully protesting, signing petitions, donating, spreading awareness on and off of social media because something is working. Continue is the key word though. We have to continue yeah. to come together and continue to better ourselves. Exactly. Uh, we have to make change at home, in public, at the voting booths as well. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a big one. I know, I was going to say... Um, what the what the president is doing just just blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. Actually, what what he is not doing, I guess. Yeah, blows I think my that's mind. A, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, like us teenagers, we should not be the ones. We should not be the only ones mm-hmm. delivering Agreed. these messages, but we are. <laughs> and who is not delivering these messages is the president of the United States of America. So I think you know he should take some blame um yeah just straight straight up make a change Mm -hmm. keep looking at the positives to this situation we're moving in the right direction and just keep doing what we're doing if you look at how much was done in one week of protesting like think how much how much could be accomplished if this continues and this even gains momentum yeah i think you know this is just the beginning i think Mm -hmm. yeah like you said we've only we've done so much in a week so just imagine you know another week from now where will you where we will be at so this just has to continue continue is the keyword rick westhead on twitter who's a big player agent was posting a thread of um racist incidents that have happened in the gthl with no with no um punishment essentially or no real um punishment so i think that's a very good thread to check out and check out this mm-hmm. diversity initiative evander kane akim Aliu, those are a few of the players. I can't remember who else was on it right now. We've heard about all the stuff with Bill Peters last year. 
we know about the whole Akeem Aliu hazing thing that happened in junior with Steve Downey and how it derailed his career, even though he, was, he wasn't in the wrong. Um, how Wayne Simmons had a banana peel thrown at him on the ice, I think, a couple years ago. Devontae Smith-Pelly had some stuff in the penalty box, I think, in Chicago, where they were yelling at him to play basketball. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a very good – it's a really good initiative. Let's move on to Drew, Drew Brees. Right. Because um, he was in the news a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> this past week he was. as well. Um, started off with a uh, comment that he made. Uh, I quote, he said, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. So, yeah, that, that message, that quote, received a lot of hate on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron, a bunch of his teammates, you know, they... Um, you know, fired back at him with, mm-hmm. with some words, um, which led Breeze to rethink what he said, and he put out an apology. Um, his apology said, um, I am sorry, and I will do better. I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. So where where do you stand on this? Do you accept that apology if you're Say if you're a teammate of Drew Brees mm-hmm. and you, you hear what he says about disrespecting the flag and, you know, maybe he's not taking this whole racial injustice thing as serious as he should be. Right. Where do you stand? Do you accept that apology from Drew Brees? Well, I mean, you can't. That apology is pretty, it's pretty PR. Um, like it's pro- obviously PR people probably helped him put that together. What would make me accept an apology as his teammates, I think, would be showing that he's learning from this, showing that he's improving, showing that he actually understands the issues and he's working to better them. Anyone, anyone can issue an apology on social media. What matters is what you do. Showing your receipts, as I think Steve Dangle says on his podcast sometimes, show yeah. receipts of what, what are you doing to show that you understand this apology, that you understand this issue. What are you doing to better this issue using the platform you have as a rich white man, essentially, who's probably one of the best known athletes in the United States, what are you doing to help fix that, basically? So yeah. I think if I was teammates, I think this is a step in the right direction as long as he continues with it. By itself, I don't think it's very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. It's as simple as actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So um, I do... I do see what Drew Brees is, uh, is trying to do now. You know, he put out that video apology on Instagram and mm-hmm. it did feel pretty heartfelt. Um, but yeah, I agree with you 100%. I would not accept that apology just yet, everybody. I think just wait and see what he does. Um, I think it, it might affect, you know, that Saints locker room next year as well. Um, so see how his teammates react to it as well, both on and off the field. Um, but I do kind of like what Drew Brees has done since that apology. He is posting a lot of love or not a lot of love, but a lot of awareness right. on, uh, on social media, uh, posting on, I think his, his story a little bit and just making posts. Okay. I don't think I follow him. So I don't know if I've seen that. But... I, I don't follow him e- either, but, okay. um, he, uh, he had this one post that blew up that, um, was just a photo with white text saying uh to president trump and in the in the uh the caption he wrote we must stop 
talking about the flag and shift our attention to the mm-hmm. real issues of systemic racial injustice. Um, so this was right after Donald Trump replied to Breeze's earlier comments. Yeah, okay, I did see that part, yeah. He, and he basically said that, Trump said that he didn't think Breeze was in the wrong for what he said. So then Breeze fired back at him yeah. saying like, yeah, no, this is serious. I was in the wrong and we need to focus on, you know, what's, what's happening right. and not just about the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I touched on um, the Saints next year because that's going to be that's gonna be interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, Drew Breeze, like Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would never expect anything from this guy, to be honest. Like, it was like if Tom Brady said it. That's, that's kind of how I was thinking. Like, right. um, I don't know if it's going to affect his career. Um, I, I definitely think it, it has some impact on the Saints season next year. Do you think, do you think there's going to be a little, bit of a, a little bit of drama, I guess, in the locker room? I'm sure his, some of his teammates have known him for a while. They know what type of person he is. So they, I think they'll have a better handle on whether they think he's actually sincere with this or not, whether he's actually committed to Crane Change. So if he is, then I, think, I don't think there'll be a really big problem there. But obviously, if he isn't and it comes off as just superficial surface level, I definitely think that would have an impact on their season. Because like the quarterback is the most protected player. I'm not a very big football person. But like, are you really going to be like blocking for a guy like that? Are you really going to be protecting him? <laughs> like, yeah. risking all, like, your career, essentially, your livelihood, your head, like, all of that. I think there's a little bit less motivation to do that when that guy, if that guy shows he doesn't care about you. If, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess if you're, like, a, an offensive lineman or yeah. something and you have, like, Vaughn Miller or something lined up against you, yeah. you might just let him... Let him get by for like Not one let or two get times. By, but like, yeah, 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 just it's it's hard to rally like because and football especially is like it's such a team cohesive sport, so it's hard to rally behind that when that person doesn't care about what you stand for. Yeah, I mean he's the captain of that yeah. team. He's the anchor. He's been there for so long. He's the leader, yeah. Um, Super Bowl champion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, coach loves him. This guy, you know, if if things go south with with your quarterback. There's not much like there. he's yeah. your most important player on the team. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for Drew Brees. I hope he rebounds. I hope he does good things. Um, you know, I don't want the saints to crumble because <laughs> of this, because they are a good football team right. and we need the saints um, to be at, at tip top shape, um, providing good entertainment for us, especially <laughs> if there's no fans next year. Yeah. Um, I guess this is a good transition into Ooh. sports some yeah, uh some sports some sports talk mm-hmm. um farzan's a big toronto maple leafs fan unfortunately um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to make that clear it's very yeah, unfortunate it's <laughs> um anyways nhl they uh they kicked off they kicked off phase two yesterday of their uh plan uh, to come back and play, their return to play. Mm-hmm. So players can train in small groups. Um, you saw, I think, a photo of the Oilers yesterday on the ice, uh, keeping their distance. Uh, the Leafs, I'm pretty sure they started off today. Zach they Hyman. had some today, yes. Zach Hyman, uh, Morgan Riley, Kerfoot, Dermot, Nylander, and Joseph Wall. Yes, Joseph. Were all on the ice together. They, they needed a goalie, right? So I guess. Yeah, I guess. Wall is good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's good, good he's prospect. A prospect. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on you know phase two and it's it's definitely like weird for these players. I bet because oh, yeah. you know they're only going to be on the ice with five other their teammates. One of them being a goalie. Um, different procedures that have been implemented mm-hmm. as well. Um, so yeah, what what are your thoughts? Do you think do you think that phase two may have started a bit early as well? To be honest, I have my doubts about the whole reopening plan that NHL has put out. Um, I don't know if it started too early, provided that they're they're being safe about it. Like I think a lot of these guys that are playing today were based, actually no, Neilanders in Chicago, but um. As long as they're being safe about it, I don't really have a problem with the phase two opening up as long as they're keeping their distance on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my doubts that they'll be ready to start a season because they'll A, need two hub cities that are, um, that are safe enough to play in. They'll need to have the, all the players and their families agree to stay in some kind of bubble and not go out at all. Yeah. And they'll need to make sure, because if one case happens, if one person gets a case on this, like you have to shut that down. Like You they're can't done. risk... Oh yeah. Exactly. You can't risk all of that. I think I think the NHL did say that or was it the NHL or the NBA that said even if someone does get it, we're going to try and play through it. So I know it is extremely risky. Yeah. But I know that definitely one league did say that. Um I do so remember hearing that. I'm I think, pretty sure it was I think NHL. as soon as as soon as someone gets it though. Yeah, I, like, I would say you have to at least postpone it. I agree. 14 yeah, like, days, maybe 14 days. Yeah. That that's the that's the amount of days mm-hmm. I've been hearing every yeah, everywhere. Fourteen the, um, day quarantine. That's the isolation period. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't understand, cause like if you infect, like we saw what happened with the Utah Jazz the first time, like Rudy Gobert had it, and then within like a week you got like a spiderweb effect of other players getting it, and then I think one of the Ottawa Senators had, and you saw a little bit of a spiderweb there with other players getting it. So like I don't. And also, I don't think it's smart. Like, these guys are professional athletes. Yeah, they're in better shape than most people. But if one of them has some kind of lung thing, or like, let's say Max Domi, he has diabetes. He's at higher risk for this. Mm-hmm. So if someone, if someone dies from this, like, it's not worth the risk, I don't think, of keeping yeah. playing. I think, I think there actually is a rumor that Domi might not even play. He might just Yeah, sit I did out. see that, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Montreal needs him. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's not about um the games itself it's just about you know staying safe exactly i think yeah. that's that's the main thing that nhl needs to worry about you know mm-hmm. it's not so much about the format how we're gonna award yeah, a stanley like, cup that is what it is like that that comes second mm-hmm. first is making sure that everybody stays safe and is healthy and you know they're going to be there for their families in some right, way exactly. as well um I guess, you know, we'll, we'll move a little bit away from that COVID angle now, and we will focus on, on the, I guess, the on format, the teams, yeah. on the, the team and the format. Um, so, you know, they made that announcement that it's going to be a 24-team playoff format. Uh, Play-in round is best of five. Yeah. Every round after that is best of seven. 24 teams. Is that, is that too many, or is that a good amount? I mean... I think a little bit less would have been better, but it's it, the reason they did it is because some of their highest like revenue places, Montreal and Chicago, were in the bottom couple teams of that. So that's why they did 24. I think it's a bit too many, and obviously you run the risk of like, I don't know who's the lowest team ranked. Chicago's, I think, the lowest team. If if Chicago wins the cup, not saying yeah. I think they will. I think they get 
wrecked, destroyed by the Oilers. But like, mm, that's a hot take. I don't know. Uh, I don't bet against McDavid. <laughs> True. Um, Fair enough. But if a team like that wins the cup, like, that's gonna cause a lot of like ripple. Like, okay, think about it from the Oilers' perspective. They were fighting for a playoff spot, but pretty clearly in one. Like, they weren't. I don't think they were gonna miss the playoffs unless they they would be in a top four spot. Yeah, exactly. In their conference, if not for that points percentage, yeah, uh, stat percentage that pushes stuff, yeah. them out of that. So let's say they lose. They lose this. They lose to Chicago in the play-in, right? Yeah. Then they're in a lottery position. Then they could potentially have a lottery pick, right? Yeah. So, like, I understand why they did it because it's not fair to completely like just go sixteen teams and like screw everyone else who wasn't in a spot at that time. Because, like, I think Winnipeg lost their last game or Vancouver lost their last game and they would have been out of a playoff spot. But it's not fair to do that. So I understand why they went twenty-four, but I think there's a very real risk of some crazy upsets happening that'll kind of re redistribute the balance of the NHL in terms of draft picks and stuff like that. Like, like the, the Edmonton example, imagine they get Lafreniere now, like, yeah, that's, it's a really, or even the leaps, like if they lose to Columbus, win the draft lottery, like it's, I, yeah, it'll be a weird situation for sure. Yeah, I think they they have to figure out another way to do the draft lottery. So they announced their format. Though. Didn't didn't they announce um that there's going to be two lotteries? There's going to yeah. be one like before the play-in and one after. Mm-hmm. But the one before the play-in has all of the teams that lose the qualification round as placeholders. Okay. So it's still like those teams are still included. Just you don't know where everyone's going to fall. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, geez. like the Le- format still getting there. I don't Lafreniere. Think... Even like the Penguins getting Lafreniere. Yeah. Yeah. Like any um, of those playoff teams. I... I I guess. Like I don't know. I'm just happy that you know the NHL has figured out something. Oh, agreed. Yeah. That could work. But <laughs> yeah, I it's definitely gonna be a, a ripple effect. Like this For is sure. gonna affect next year with the draft and trades and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually teams that aren't in the playoffs are, are allowed to trade. They yeah, can they trade are. Them. I saw that. That's, I mean, I mean that kind of, I'm sure that happens anyways. Like I know teams probably have like handshake deals during the playoffs. If both teams are out of it, like talking about draft day trades or at least negotiating. Like, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that, but, um, I, I do hope that we get some like announced trades, like in the, in between. Cause that just gives cool. us something to talk about that would be interesting yeah yeah it gives us some news and it also keeps those teams busy who aren't oh yeah the playing round right uh, who won't be going to a hub city um because they're they're gonna be just staying at home for yeah a lot of those players are gonna be very like when's the next season gonna start like if we finish in october or like late september yeah then you know there's going to be months off. Obviously, you can't just start the season right, right away. So there's a chance players get what six, seven months off if they're not playing. And and on top of that, they've already been sitting out for right three, three months, right? Three months, yeah. So they're, they're going to have like nine, ten months off without being on the ice, with um, probably not staying in shape. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really bad for those teams who are who are trying to to stay competitive right trying to you know make the playoffs next year 
and you know they're not going to be playing any games so there's nothing the nhl can do about it they're really they've yeah. already decided on the format and everything um so yeah it's just a really unfortunate tricky mm-hmm. situation um let's let's move on to um I, I didn't really know if i wanted to dive too much into this topic right now but leafs play the blue jackets oh, <laughs> so yeah, so let's let's, let's talk a little it. bit about it you know um, got a got a leafs fan here so i got to Got to ask. Yeah. Him. Um, I, in my opinion, I think the Leafs got to win the series. They're going to win oh, the do. series. I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a walk in the park just because of what Columbus did last year. I know their, their team is very different, but the, the way that they went into Tampa, won two games there, come back home, win two games <laughs> at home. And you know, Unfortunately, they they don't get by. It was it Boston? I Boston, think last yeah. year. God. Uh, yeah. But um. Anyways, Leafs Blue Jackets. What are your thoughts on the series? And uh, yeah, I guess your prediction. What's gonna happen in this one? Well, first thing I guess, looking back to last year, it's it's fun to sh- like make fun of Tampa. But you have to remember, like Kucherov got suspended for a game. Hedman was at like, he got walked by David Savard. <laughs> Yeah. In game one of that season and then barely played like for the rest of it. So I think it's important to remember that when giving like Columbus deserves credit. They destroyed Tampa and Tampa fell apart. But I think it's also important to remember that fact. Yeah. Uh, coming into this year, I'm terrified because Columbus was fighting for a playoff spot. They had Seth Jones was out for a while. Where I think Wierenski was out for a bit too. Cam Atkinson was out for a while. Oliver Bjorkstrand was out for a while. All of yeah. these guys are going to be healthy. Corpus Josh Salo's Anderson. Be healthy. Josh, Josh Anderson was yeah. out. I, th- I think Josh Anderson's a little overrated, but yeah, Josh Anderson, he's, he's a big <laughs> yeah, part of that team is. for sure. Yep, yep, yep. But um, like, yeah, I'm scared because if depending on who they go with in net, the Leafs usually play Corpus Salo pretty well. Like we have that goal from Matthews in like the third game of the season where Ray Ferraro like, oh yeah, right. like groans on the broadcast. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, such yeah. a nice shot. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elvis uh, Merzlikens. If I he plays so. well, Jordan Bennington 2.0. Yeah, you, I, you never yeah. know. Um, but Bennington like had that decor around him and stuff. That's true for sure. Well, I mean, Columbus's decor, like that's a pretty. It's good a good. Top you're right. Four. You're right. Jones, Wierenski, Wierenski, Savard, Savard's. Um, yeah, he's a good top four guy. He's not a top pairing guy. But um, who's the other guy? Ryan Murray, if he's healthy, is a Ryan decent Murray. option. But he's never healthy, so there's that. <laughs> And then the bottom two, uh, I can't remember who they are, but like, yeah, I forget. Um, also, sorry, go ahead. Leafs, Leafs on on defense. Oh yeah, T- uh, Tyson Berry. That's a <laughs> interesting well, he, you, player who knows to talk what you're about. Get with him night tonight. Um, yeah, like because he he's he knows he's gone. Like he is probably gone at the end of the season. The thing so, with that is, with the yeah, cap go not going up, I think there's an option that he says, okay, I can maybe stick it out one more year. I get a full year under Keefe where my numbers were better. Okay. I get a, yeah, I get a full year under Keefe. If I take a bit of a discount, maybe we can try to run this a little bit better because the cap's not going up. He's not going to get whatever that six, $7 million he wanted from anyone. Mm-hmm. I think the, he wanted eight at especially. one point. Yeah, eight. He wanted eight by eight. I think it was rumored that Vancouver might give that to him. But like, see, boy. Yeah. And it's like, I like that with a lot of free agents this summer. The cap's not going up. They're not going to get their big paydays because teams didn't plan for that. Teams didn't expect to, have, to plan for that, right? Yeah. So I think there's a chance he stays in Toronto. But going back to the series, I think 
the Leafs decor is going to be better than I think what we've seen this season because you have Riley who's not hopefully not nursing an, a nagging injury still because he was for most of the season and then he broke his foot. Yeah. Um, you have Muzzin who's solid. Hopefully his broken hands fully healed where I think it will be. You have Barry. You have Sandine who's hopefully gained a little more experience. Hopefully he's been hitting the gym to bulk up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I guess... You got you got some depth there. Yeah, yeah. Cody CC. Oh yeah, CC. I forgot about CC. I think I think CC hopefully will rebound a little bit. I think I think just having a little bit of a break to really think things through and um, like you're gonna forget a little bit about how you played previously in the previous month. So I think he's gonna go back to you know how he's used to playing his style of game. Um, And and yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity for the Leafs to really kind of save their season in some way because oh, for sure, things, yeah. things were going south for a little bit there. Oh, they um, were going south for... Yeah. Well, they were going touch and go for a while. Yeah, I mean, awful start to the year. Then they David got Ayers. a little bit on their feet. Um, and then no, and lost. then the David Ayers came. Well, they came. lost eight in a row and then Babcock got fired. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that happened this season. Oh my God. Yeah, that happened all this season. <laughs> then, then, then you yeah. had a ridiculous run in... November, December. Yeah. And then uh I guess I guess to end their their season before the whole COVID thing happened, they had a pretty big win against Tampa Bay. After home. losing three straight on the West Coast yeah. trip. <laughs> True. Yeah, You're right. So it's but been yeah. a very up and down season. Oh, for sure. Um another thing is like they'll be getting Makayev back, who was a very a big part of their team. He gave them some jam and speed in the top six. So I think they really mm. missed that when he went out because it was like Engvall filling in. It was Kerfoot filling in. Those guys, those guys are good players, but they're not. I, I think I'm overing Makaev a bit because we've only seen him play like 40 games. But based he on how solid. we played this season, I think oh, he's yeah. a better player than those guys. I, um, I agree with that. Yeah. He's also good on the penalty kill as well. Oh, for um, sure. He can play up and down the lineup. You can put Both him alongside fast. with Matthews or just put him down on that Kapanen line. And you've yeah. got Kerfoot, Kapanen, and Mikheyev. Oh, and Janssen might be back too. Janssen, I, I don't. Deep. Have we heard much about when Janssen? We haven't heard back? much about it. He was, he was supposed to be back. Like he wasn't. He was out for the season. Yeah. It was supposed to be like late playoffs, so he might be back. I don't know if they bring him in. Mm-hmm. And also, they've said Nick Robertson's going to be with the Nick team, Robertson. so that's another option. And then speaking of up and downs, Freddie Anderson, like his, he's know, had man. a rough season. Um, Hey, he's got some new pads. He's got yeah. some new uh, goalie pads. Uh, he's been staying Walker with gloves in Arizona, so hopefully he's been <laughs> chilling out a bit. Um, Austin's been firing some shots at him, yeah, so hopefully. he's in game hopefully shape. not the head, but... Yeah, um, exactly. I think, yeah, it, it, all of those things are nice, but if Anderson doesn't play well, like, yeah, you, there's not much there. I mean, I, I think maybe also just the fact that it isn't Boston in round one, um puts a little bit yeah. of weight off the leaf shoulders like they know that they're the favorites to win this series oh yeah maybe they're feeling a little bit more confident going into it this time around knowing that they don't have to go into td garden yeah and play the boston bruins in that perfection line and you know God. play in front of those fans that nickname. um so I, th- I think it is a good thing for the leafs that mm-hmm. that this happened the way it happened and they might have to go into Columbus. The Columbus might be a hub city, or oh, or, yeah. or to, Toronto could still be a hub city if if, if uh, we get our cases wanna, down exactly, and we waive that fourteen day quarantine. 
um, that we procedure mm-hmm. that we have right now. Well, I think um, the plan was that they'd all go to the hub cities early so they could get that 14-day quarantine anyways. Right. Oh, yeah, true. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good. Then yeah. too. I think Toronto would be a, a great place to I have it. So, you know, we have so many places that they could play as well. We have the media coverage. And the facilities um, are top-notch, the exactly. MSC ones. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess my take on, on the series is that, you know, the Leafs, you know, they, they should win this series. Um, they, they they have the advantage at forward defense and goaltender, in my opinion. Um, they have the depth, they, Mm -hmm. uh, Sheldon Keefe, you know, he's had great success with the Marlies Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Um, I I think, I think Leafs in Leafs in like four games, Leafs in four games. Um, it's not a sweep because it's a five no. game series. <laughs> so, uh, Leafs, Leafs take the series three games to one, in my opinion. Um, do you want to make a prediction? You want to make a bit of uh, a hot take about where this series is going to go? I know it's still very far away oh, from yeah. when this series is actually going to happen. So the prediction is a little bit of a, a way too early prediction, mm-hmm. I guess, but, uh, take a, take a shot at it. Well, I think, I think I agree with you on that. The Leafs, the Leafs are the better team if their guys show up. Yeah. So that's. Barry playing well, not making uncharacteristic turnovers. That's Nylander and Marner not trying to do too much, making the plays that they know they can. That's Anderson being the rock that we've seen him be. So if all yeah. of those things go right, I think Leafs in three, to be honest. Whew. I think Matthews is going to come out firing because he, he would have hit 50 goals this season. Mm-hmm. And he's probably mad they didn't get a chance to hit that. He's going to miss out on the rocket by one yeah. goal because it's going to go to Ovi and Pasternak now. I think, yeah, yeah I think Ovi and Pasternak, but... I think he comes out firing and I think he comes out this playoff, especially with something to prove because he didn't get to finish his season. So I think, yeah, I think I Leafs in three, if all those things go right, especially if you get Makayev back, if, yeah, if all those things go right, Leafs in three, if all those things go wrong. Columbus, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, oh no. Yeah. Well, if all those things go wrong, he still got the lottery. Yeah. I, and as long <laughs> as it's a top 10 pick, otherwise Carolina still gets it. So true. You're right. Yeah. Yep, well, that's what you got to do if you mm-hmm. have cap problems. That's so. true. Every team's going to have cap problems this summer. <laughs> yep. Or it is summer, but after the season ends. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that NHL season unfolds. Uh, moving on to a little bit of NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced their return to play plan. Uh, they're going to be playing in Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> they got uh, 22 teams heading over to mm-hmm. Florida to play in a uh, eight-game regular season wrap-up, a uh, possible play-in round for the eighth playoff seed and playoffs. And, um, yeah, so it's all going to be at ESPN's Wild World of Sports Complex. So that should be interesting to see what happens there. I know yeah. they have all you know that me- media stuff over there already and good facilities, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's cool that the players are all going to be in that, that hub as well. So I think, you know, the NBA is doing a good job with, uh, with safety first, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also they can bring their families with them as well. Um, I think families can even be in attendance for um, playoff games as well. Uh, I think you're, I think, yeah, I think you're right on that. I think, I think I'm right. Um, they also announced some tentative dates as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yesterday, I think it was uh, yeah. August sixteenth. They want to get things rolling with uh, their play-in tourney, and uh, NBA Finals is set to start on September 
30th. Wait, was August the, 16th the start of the playoffs or the start of start the, the eight-game play Start of the playoffs. Playoffs. Okay, okay. So, yeah, because yeah. I – what I saw was like they'll start um, the play-in game, the eight games on I think July thirty-first. Yeah, July thirty. Yeah, July thirty. Yeah, my bad. I should have said July thirty-first is the official start day. Right. Playoffs okay. start on August sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we can talk um a little bit about this format. Twenty-two teams instead of twenty-four mm-hmm. teams, um, like the NHL was doing, mm-hmm. and then the NBA did decide to wrap up their regular season by playing. Right. Eight games, games, which is something the NHL, um, I guess, was considering, but ended up not doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Why do you why do you think it was important for the NBA to uh, to kind of wrap up their season like this? Well, first thing, I like this format much better than what the NHL did. I think the NHL should have done something similar because that way you get to wrap up all the playoff races Hmm. while still getting your normal amount of teams. You get your sixteen teams in the playoffs. Um, In terms of why they did it. There's a, there's a lot of teams, especially in the Western Conference. The East is, like, kind of bad. Like, Brooklyn's yeah. in seventh, and they're below 500. But, like, a lot of a lot of those teams in the West, like, you have the Trailblazers, you have with Lillard, you have the Pelicans, who have Zion Williamson now, who's healthy. Yeah. And that team's been running the show for a lot of – for a few. there were a few games until, until before, the, um, before the quarantine hit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they had, they, they, had to make sure, they had to make sure that Zion yeah, was going to be that. on TV. For the yeah. playoffs. So they want to get that revenue. And then I think some of those playoff races are going to be exciting. You have a lot of teams kind of like crunched into that six to ten in the West. Like, hold on, I'm just gonna quickly pull up the standings. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that were fighting for spots there. So yeah, yeah. it does make sense that you want to give each of those teams a fair shot in making the playoffs, first and foremost. Right. And then um, when when they do get in, like there's going to be some intriguing matchups as well when oh, yeah. uh, when the bracket gets announced. Um, it also gives a chance for the rest of the teams that are in the playoff spot to kind of finalize their seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, did you pull up the standings at all? Yes, I did. So in the East, it's Rap, it's Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat. That's your top four. Then you yeah, have Bucks, the Pacers, Raptors. the 76ers, the Nets, and the Magic. Mm-hmm. And then the Wizards are the only team from the East that are um, competing to like that are still playing. Okay, okay. Because they they were five and a half games out of the eighth spot, but the NBA is letting them still play. Um, I'm interested to see for the Wizards if John Wall plays because he's John missed. Wall, yeah, he's missed a season. He hasn't played this season. I'm pretty sure he missed a lot of last season as well. If he comes back, I think he's a bit of a wild card. Yeah, I think there are for rumors them. about him coming back. Mm-hmm. And then they still have Bradley Beal. Yes, so can't count him out. I guess oh, too for much. Sure. Um, those, those teams gave the Raptors a lot of problems in those early playoff series. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Um, and then also talking a little about Brooklyn, there was news that uh, Kevin Durant will not be playing. Yeah. He's going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, if you're a fan of the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets, you know, you are a little bit upset because, you know, you obviously want to see him play with Kyrie right. in the playoffs in Disney World. Like, that's <laughs> going to be epic to That'll watch. That would be fun, yeah. But um, I guess from a management point of view and from my opinion on it too looking looking in on on this is you know i think it is the right decision because Mm -hmm. you really want durant to be like i don't know if i don't know if he's ever gonna be a hundred percent but you want him to be as exactly you want to be as close to a hundred percent as possible um so i think you know you don't want to rush him back Mm -hmm. and you know the fact that 
it's it's not it's like a weird playoff format as well. Mm-hmm. I think you know not putting him in that and putting him in that environment um, is going to help his recovery, and now he's able to get a lot more months of rest and have him ready for next season. And also, I don't know if Brooklyn was really a true contender this year. Like I know it's Kevin Durant, and if he comes back into the lineup, it's it's mm-hmm. big. But um, I think I think it's too risky to just throw him in the Thunder mm-hmm. and uh, and expect Kevin to Kevin Durant to be Kevin Durant right away. Right. So I think it's a smart move for Brooklyn. Um, do you have any Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, like I, I agree with what you said. Um, Raptors fans might actually be happy about this because right now they're slated to play Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, I think they would still win if Durant's there. Like, it's an easier series. I think, yeah, I agree with you that there's no point There's no point putting him into that. Well, A, he's, ar- he's already going to be at a disadvantage against another team. And if you, like, if you ramp him up and then not- like, nothing happens and he re-aggravates something, like, that's a major investment that you're losing. That's a lot of risk. He's still got three years left on his contract. So I think it's smarter to kind of punt and wait till next year and mm-hmm. then go at it with a fully healthy Kevin Durant, a fully healthy Kyrie, hopefully and then a full team around them, essentially, that's built to win now. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because this, this Brooklyn Nets team could turn into, I, I don't want to say dynasty, but they could, they could win a championship I in agree. the next yeah. couple of years if Durant is playing the way that he's uh-huh. used to playing, um, and if Kyrie stays healthy as well, because he's yeah. had some injuries in the, prob- in the past Yeah, he's had well. a rough year. Um, you touched a little bit on the Raptors. So yeah. I guess, you know, we'll mention them well, being from Toronto mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Raptor shirt on today. Nice, nice. Is that Eastern Conference champion? Yes, sure? that's the Eastern Conference champions one. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're on their quest for back-to-back championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they had a phenomenal season oh, once yeah, again under, under Nick Nurse. Um, a lot of momentum. Yeah, coaches, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of momentum heading into the playoffs. Um, there's, you know, a bunch of teams that do rank ahead of them in terms of like Vegas odds on, on winning. Yeah. That's uh, the always championship. the case though. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right there. That's always the case. Like the Lakers, Clippers, et cetera. No one's going to bet on Toronto. Yeah. Especially without Kawhi. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess just like, where do you, where do you expect? the Raptors um, to finish in these playoffs? Do you think they have a, another chance at, at repeating um, Eastern Conference Finals? Let me, let me ask you this. What would be a disappointment for you? Well, I think it depends who they play. Like, I'm looking at it this way. So first round, you're probably playing Brooklyn, okay, Orlando, fine, Washington maybe. But if they – the Phillies in the sixth seed right now, I think that would be the roughest matchup for them. And a lot of that hinges on Marc Gasol because – Last year, Gasol shut down Embiid for the most part. Even though Embiid wasn't fully healthy, he shut down Embiid. And that, even then, they took them to seven games. Mm-hmm. So I think if you play Philly first round, it makes it a little rougher for you. Yeah. But if you play Orlando or Washington or Brooklyn, I think it's a disappointment if you lose that series. And I think overall a disappointment would be losing in the second round. Because I look at it this I, way. Yeah. Indiana, they played hard all year. They've beaten them all year. Miami... Miami's got Jimmy Butler and Iguodala, who hasn't played half the season, but I think Siakam is better than Butler right now, anyway. Yeah, I would say so. And then Boston and Milwaukee are the rough ones. I think you have to go through at least one of them. So, and I think that would be a conference final. 
So yeah. I'd say second round is a disappointment. Conference final, if you win that, like, if you're there, hey, it's it's fine. You you yeah. lost in the conference final, but uh uh-huh. that's a that's think, a big win, I think. If you get oh, if sure. you get to the conference final, and because like it's probably going to be the Bucks, I would say. I think I, I think have the so. Bucks going to the NBA final. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be there in the West. It's it's a toss up, I think, between oh, yeah. the Clippers and Lakers. Between the Lakers, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you get to the Eastern Conference final, that's a pretty big win as well. Like exactly. you said, you're going to have to go through one of Philly, Boston, or, uh, or Milwaukee at some Probably point. two of those. Yeah, exactly. Probably two of those. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even, even Orlando isn't, might not be a walk in the park. Brooklyn well, might not be a walk yeah. in the park as well. So yeah, I think definitely, you know, se- second round um second round could be could be a bit of a disappointment mm-hmm. third round would be would be terrific back-to-back okay. trips to the eastern conference final like yeah. i'd be more than happy mm-hmm. with that and they've gotten all of their guys have gotten better this year like you lose Kawhi, but siakam's a star now mm-hmm. van vliet is van vliet. a van vliet's a free agent this after this season which will be interesting Kyle Lowry powell. Is still going powell had a very good season yeah, and even uh, even off the bench, uh, Hollis oh, yeah. Jefferson was was good when he stepped in. Matt Thomas um, just hits threes and does nothing else, but that's yeah, kind of fun. Um, yeah, guys just stepped up. Kyle's yeah. stepped up as well. It's like um, just next surge man up. is still surge. Yeah, exactly. Surge, it's yeah, Abaka's having a very good year. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see what what the playoffs mm-hmm. have in store for the Raptors and. It it should be interesting. You know, we're the mm-hmm. champs still. We are still the champs. We are. Yeah, uh, we're Until coming someone- up. Coming up on a year anniversary as mm-hmm. well of, of winning. Oh, yeah, that, that should be soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. For sure. So, um, that's, that's it for NBA news. Um, I did, I did want to mention this a little bit. Uh, UFC um, <laughs> happened last weekend. Um, not, not too big on UFC here at uh, this unlimited nah. podcast. I, I don't know that much, but. Um, it's kind of the only sport that's really going on, other than soccer. But I'm not big on soccer. Yeah, that much. <laughs> well, there's Korean baseball, but that's at like two in the morning, and I haven't had time to watch that. And the, and speaking of baseball, MLB draft tomorrow mm, as well. Yes. Blue Jays have the fifth overall pick. Don't know these prospects, but hopefully we get someone good. Get, uh, us, a, get us an outfielder or a pitcher. Uh, we have enough exactly. infield depth. Yes, an outfielder, please. That would be terrific. Yeah. Um, but take the best player available. Oh, you know? for sure. Not an infielder. Not an infielder. <laughs> Take the best player available. That's not an infielder. Or just convert him to an outfielder. That, that's yeah, fine, exactly. too. Kevin Biggio. Yes, try exactly. And convert. Uh, or should I say Lourdes, Lourdes Goriel, Jr.? Yeah, Goriel. So. Um, Connor McGregor, I was going to talk about, a bit yeah. about. Um, he announced his retirement. Again. Wow, what a, what a career <laughs> for Connor McGregor. Um, I, don't, I don't believe it. Like, yeah. That's my opinion. I, I think... He's definitely going to come back, and he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but yeah, anyways, you know he he put out that retirement mm-hmm. tweet, I believe it was, um, and uh, I think Mayweather commented on that tweet. Or uh, yeah, he did. He was trash talking. Yeah, yeah, he said, "If you decide to come back, I will be waiting to punish you again." So yeah. um, I, I mean, I think it's happening. I think yeah. the money's going to be there for these two. They had a terrific first fight, so um, it, it was a knockout by May, Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TKO. But um, was it a knockout? I thought it went. Um, it went the distance. 
I don't know if it went the distance. It went quite a few rounds. I don't know if he. I don't remember if he knocked him out, but I'll defer to you on this because I think I'm, I don't think I watched it. It wasn't. I'm pretty sure we all watched it. I think we watched it. Um, oh, we did. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did. At. I know. Yeah, yeah. We I don't at, think um, it. It wasn't. It wasn't it was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a TKO. It was a technical knockout. So oh, like, yeah, he didn't okay. actually knock him out, but uh, I think the ref called it he off. He dropped him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the seventh or eighth round. I yeah, believe, it was late. It, it was, was late. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember that fight. McGregor got off to a pretty good start too, but then Mayweather just kept battling back. Fired him out, yeah. Yeah, he's he, that's why he's the best, mm-hmm. undefeated. Yeah. Um, I think all of these guys retire until the money is there for them to come back. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you that it's going to happen again. I don't believe it. Hasn't McGregor announced his retirement? I think twice before this. Yeah, and same so, with Floyd, right? He's yeah. announced his retirement as well. So until they get more money to fight. Yeah, exactly. And like, mm-hmm. what do you really need more money? Like, you guys well, are I mean, rich. You guys are so rich. I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a professional boxer. I don't know how yeah. it is. Um. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's move on from UFC. I yeah. guess. Um. So you got this thing going. You got this thing yes. called the mentorship spot. Yes. Um, I don't know too much about it. But um, I'd like you to, to take it away and tell us a little bit about what it, what it is. Okay, so basically this is a volunteer organization. It's started by university students. I'm one of the VPs right now. Um, basically what, we, what our mission is, is to help high school students transition into university. I know for me specifically, moving away from home, it's rough. It's, it's a completely new environment. You have to learn how, learn how to best study, learn how to fit in in a in a, like a residence, it's, it's a completely new experience for everyone involved. It's nothing like high school. It's nothing like living at home. And there's a lot that goes into that. And I, I felt like I had to learn that on the fly in university, which is stressful. That's not, not going to mm-hmm. lie, right? Yeah. So what we do is we do a couple of things. The first thing and our major thing is we pair up high school students in, who are interested in particular programs. We do grade 11s and 12s. We pair them up with university students that, that are in their specific program that they want to get into or at the specific school, depending on what you want. So once we pair you up, you get this mentor essentially to talk to you about basically anything, like whether that's admissions, whether that's campus environment, whether that's how to study best, what courses to take, um, basically just to give you advice on that program, just so that you're not, you're not doing everything on the fly once you're there and you have some kind of knowledge to fall back on. Nice. Um, the second thing we do is we publish articles, we publish content every week. We have we actually have um, Instagram takeovers every Tuesday. Uh, okay. We also publish articles every Wednesday and Friday. We try to get as many, we get university students either write or be interviewed for an article. We want to get as many diverse experiences on different programs and schools. So we have our, yeah, we have those articles every Wednesday and Friday. Those are on our Medium page. Google the mentorship spot on Medium. That'll give you that. Um, follow us on Instagram at the mentorship spot. That'll give you... Um, Basically, that's a run of all of our articles. You can participate in the takeovers. You can ask questions. Mm-hmm. And we actually have some new stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're trying to do a podcast where we interview university students, guidance counselors, even university professors we're trying to get. So, um, yeah, follow that. Sign up for our mentorship program, and we'll pair you up. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say follow. Make sure you follow yeah, that Instagram follow account, yeah. the There's mentorship so spot on, on Instagram. Yes. Um, is that how they can get involved? They just go to that Instagram and, and is there links there? Are there links there? Uh, right now, the link in our bio is actually a Black Lives Matter donation page. Okay. But um, go to go on Medium, the website Medium. That's where we publish all of our articles right now. We do have a website that's in the works. It's not quite ready yet. That'll be on the next couple of weeks. 
But if you go on Medium, look up the mentorship spot, you'll find all of our articles, you'll find our sign up forms. Or honestly, just reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram is farzu. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I was going to shout um, it out too. <laughs> uh, if Aiden could link that, that would be great. But if you want, if yeah. you want information, please reach out to me. Please DM me. Um, I will be happy to help you with that. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great thing that you guys are doing. It's really helpful for those high school oh, students sure. making that transition. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's really cool to see what you guys are doing. Uh, and I look forward to hearing that podcast too. That should, oh, yeah. be, should be good. It's, in, it's, in, it's coming. It's in, in the works. Few weeks. Yeah, it's in the works. Nice. So yeah, uh, make sure you follow on Instagram, Farzan at farzu.dubash, F-A-R-Z-U dot D-U-B-A-S-H. Yes, and sir. the mentorship spot on Instagram as well. Also follow Farzan on Twitter because I know he's, he's big on Twitter. Right? I, I'm on private on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot. Oh, okay, I just retweet okay. and like a bunch of stuff. So if you want to follow me for my retweets, please um yeah but I, I don't tweet a lot i just use that for information mostly okay, okay. fair enough memes. um follow at unlimited pod on instagram and twitter as well uh we are available on spotify if you're listening on youtube we you can also listen on spotify or if you're listening on spotify we got a youtube channel so you can <laughs> check it out uh the visual component to this podcast yeah, you get to see uh, our wonderful faces exactly right uh, we're actually on Google Podcasts as well, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, and Anchor. Still working on Apple Podcasts, but um, you can be the first to check it out on Breaker, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Radio Public, and Anchor because I have not yet even checked them out on there. So uh, do that. Be the first to do it. Let me know what you guys think. And um, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, Farzan, you got anything else you, uh, you want to say or shout out? Uh no, I guess just thank you for having me. Make sure you follow Aiden's stuff. He does a lot of great podcast stuff. Um, yeah, just thank you for having me. Follow me on social media. I need more followers. Uh, yeah, that's any, about it. Any, uh, any hot take about the Leafs before we, before we end off? Anything you got on your mind that you want to say? About the Leafs? I think Jack Campbell becomes a starter when Freddie leaves. I don't think we'll all be ready yet. And I don't think they re-sign Freddie. All right, there you go. You heard it here first, Jack Campbell. It was a good show. Farzan, thanks yes, for sir. coming on. Thank and you. we are done. See ya.